This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Today's the day. Uh, 78 years ago, we celebrated the end of World War II. I believe uh, Harry Truman announced the uh, uh, surrender of German forces. The good guys prevailed. Uh, it is uh, fitting that we're celebrating VET, VE Day today. It should be a bigger deal, by the way. It seems like it should be a national holiday. But uh, later this week, the Mexican cartels will be celebrating VA Day. There will be victory over America. Actually, she call it VJB Day, victory over Joe Biden, as 700,000 illegal aliens prepare to invade our southern border with the repeal of Title 42. I think uh, most people just ignore this. They got their own lives but uh, and don't realize what's happening. But uh, Joe Biden and his cabal are succeeding in uh, completely changing the demographics of the country so far, more than 6 million people have uh, come into the country illegally uh, during Joe Biden's two years in office. That number is going to jump dramatically as the uh, equivalent of the population of the city of Boston prepares to cross the border on uh, Thursday. And uh, there's nothing we can do about it. 81 million people voted for this and they're going to get it. I saw an amazing uh, stat this morning just to uh, illustrate how difficult the job is for uh, border agents and uh, 1,500 American troops who were sent as uh, window dressing by Biden to the border to help process our new, uh, our, our new friends who are coming over the border. Right now it takes one hour to process 40 migrants. On Thursday, that changes. It will take between 30 and 60 minutes to process one illegal alien at the border. And there are 700,000 lined up to come into the country. Uh, there was an incredible video from Bill Malusian, who I believe is the one reporter who covers the biggest story in the country. He's down there at the Southern border for Fox news. He has drone footage showing a line just waiting to get into the country. Look at this video. If you're just listening, it's just like a, a line. I'd say, uh, not single file, double file. Yeah, there's two lines here, and it goes for miles. And I have a couple of questions. We got so much to get to here today, Ironhead. We got the latest on Jordan Neely, um, the um, beloved street performer, as USA Today calls him, who lost his life on the subway because he couldn't stop harassing people and was subdued and unfortunately passed away, leading to protests where um, angry protesters um, occupied the subway. They went on the subway line. They literally crawled down to the subway tracks. Um, if that sounds dangerous, um, I just have to tell you that some of them had their masks on. They had their N95s on, so they weren't completely careless and reckless. Uh, we have uh, all kinds of carnage in Texas, a mass shooting at a mall, which took place while I was at a mall, and I was thinking about this while I was at the mall, I mean, that's life in America now. You think, what happens if I hear gunshots? Where do I hide? Where do I go? It's brutal. I had saw all the, the footage, which has since been taken down from, um, uh, from social media. And we got a Range Rover, a guy, you know, usually when there's a mass shooting, we blame the gun. The AR-style rifle, well, I guess we're going to blame the Range Rover 
because a deranged, shirtless, tattooed Hispanic guy drove a Range Rover over a crowd of people waiting outside a bus stop in Brownsville, killing eight and just leaving some incredible carnage in his uh, wake. He's a known gang member, or as the media, mainstream media likes to call him, a white supremacist. Uh, And we'll also get into the latest on Tucker Carlson, who's talking to Elon Musk. What a wild move that'll be if Tucker teams up with Musk. At least we know Musk has the money and he's got the reach. It makes sense in some form, but I'm still rooting for Newsmax. We're still hoping Tucker slides over here seamlessly from Fox News to Newsmax. And we'll talk uh, about the announcer. Baseball announcer has been suspended indefinitely for accidentally saying a word. He's in trouble because certain people just are not allowed to say that word. And even if they do it by accident, it could be uh, the end of their career, the end of their life as they knew it. And we'll talk about the, a great day in the NBA. I actually sat and watched NBA basketball for about six hours. First time I've done that in a while. Um, but uh, some incredible games. But the big story is Jokic, Jokic uh, shoving the owner of the Phoenix Suns and getting a technical foul, which he didn't deserve. He doesn't deserve any punishment, any reprimand for this. He did nothing wrong, but we'll get to, to, into that and lots more, but we do, we really should start to, um, at the border and how our whole country is going to change and how I guess Democrats want this. You want millions and millions of illegal aliens coming over here, overwhelming the system, destroying Towns along the border, just overwhelming hospital rooms and and walk-in clinics and schools, elementary schools. It's just, it's so bizarre that we impeached the last president for uh, making a phone call to Zelensky and telling him to look into the corruption of the Biden family, which has been pretty well chronicled, and also for telling protesters on January 6th to protest patriotically and peacefully. We impeached him twice. This... This seems a little more damaging to the country. And I have a couple of questions. I wonder this every day, and I assume other people do too. But first of all, where are the women? You look at these crowds, these mobs, these lines, and they're all young men, able-bodied young men, almost all. No kids, no old folks, very few women. Where, are they, where is their luggage? They come, and I, I know we talked about this last week, that there are buses waiting down in the, uh, uh, I I guess, in Panama and Costa Rica, buses to take um, illegal aliens into this country comfortably, big air-conditioned buses with American flags. So Biden, Joe Biden, and the the people pulling the strings, his his visiting angels who are running the show, uh, they're not just opening the border to people who they hope will vote Democrat in the next five to 10 years. They're picking them up in Panama and driving them here and providing the transportation and the, the legal advice. There are lawyers, radical left-wing lawyers waiting at the border to help them. They're giving them phones, giving them money, clothes, I assume food. And uh, they're not asking any questions. I mean, how many of these guys are gang members? How many of them are, are on the terror watch list? How many are coming here with ill intent? doesn't matter. Most of them, Joe Biden's hoping, most of them, you know, the mainstream media and uh, Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries and Liz Warren, they look, they look at these lines and they say they will potentially 
settle in Texas or Arizona and vote Democrat and change those purple states or red states blue. That's why they're coming. If some of them die as they do, if 850 die in the Rio Grande last year, hey, it's worth it. If most of the young girls get raped, get sold into sex slavery, hey, it happens. It's worth it to them. That's collateral damage. The big picture is more important. The idea that these people may come here and vote against Ted Cruz is all that matters. But you look at this. I, I do this every day when I look at these stories and I say, these people, they dress better than you do, Ironhead. They, all, they seem to have nice, clean clothes. They have no luggage, no baggage. They don't look like they just walked 300 miles across the desert. None of them do. It doesn't look like that. It looks like they were provided transportation. They were provided clothes. They, they, look, they don't look dirty. <laughs> they don't look haggard, worn out, like they had just... Uh, you know, come across uh, cartel territory in the war zone of the, uh, you know, the, the deserts and the, and the mountains of, of uh, Central America. Now, look at that. They, they, they're just waiting like they're waiting at Starbucks to get their latte. You know, they look like they're waiting to get in, uh, uh, you know, some popular uh, brunch spot on Sunday morning to get to get brunch. They're all coming in. They'll be here uh, by the end of the week. Joe Biden, of course, will say nothing, talk to nobody. He'll hide out. Oh, we'll get to his uh, big interview Friday night. This, this, and, and uh, I, <laughs> he said Friday afternoon that he's doing a press conference later today. He wasn't. He didn't. It just popped out of his, his decaying cranium that he's going to do press conference. He didn't. He did a recorded interview with MSNBC, one of the biggest lapdogs in the media, Stephanie Rule, sat down, gave him a foot massage, and even that was too much for Joe Biden to handle. Even that was an absolute embarrassment. Uh, you know what? We got, we got oh, so much to get to. Let's just do this now. Friday night, everybody missed it. You don't do something on Friday night on MSNBC, if you want anyone to see it, you know, that's, this is uh, negative news drop time. So he sits down in a dark, it looks like a dark hotel room with one of his biggest uh, rump swabs, uh, Stephanie Rule. Watch this. We, the, the whole thing is, is an embarrassment. The whole thing is just a, a, a evidence, more evidence of dementia. He could barely get through his answers. I assume when it got really bad, MSNBC edited it out. I assume they gave him all the questions in advance. Not good enough. Not good enough. He has already said, the DNC has already said he will not debate Robert Kennedy Jr. or anyone else. And I believe it. He can't debate anybody. The idea that he can hold up for the next year and a half through a presidential campaign is laughable. <laughs> that is just comical. Isn't, it isn't possible. But he's got a big week. He'll be hiding out. I assume he was in Delaware. Now he'll be hiding out at the White House. He's got a big week coming. That's all I'm going to say. Lots of stuff happening. But watch this interview. He gets a question from Stephanie Rule. Again, a little softball, a little cupcake question about, you know, fighting for the soul of the nation. And one of his handlers, I'm not sure who it is, tries to interrupt because I assume they think he can't handle it. He says, it's okay. I'll do it. I'll answer it. And then proceeds to forget his predecessor's name. Um, if you're not aware, the last president was uh, one Donald J. Trump. Most people 
like him or hate him, they don't forget. They don't forget Donald Trump's name. But the commander in chief, the most powerful man in the world, he struggled here. Let's watch. And you talk about fighting for the soul of America. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America right now? Hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Mr. President. I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. <laughs> why are you trying to stop this? Uh, I guess I should give MSNBC credit. I would expect them to cut that out, anything to help the man. But he doesn't remember Donald Trump's name. And we think he'll be able to handle like two or three debates. I know they only had one last time because COVID and the media was doing their best to help him over the finish line. But that guy is supposed to handle a debate on the issues. That guy is supposed to be negotiating with uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, about the, uh, over the budget and the debt ceiling. I mean, that guy is supposed to be dealing with artificial intelligence, a guy who can't remember Trump's name and who can't answer a question without one of the visiting angels stepping in and saying, Ooh, I'm, I'm not sure. He can, I'm not sure we should go there, Mr. President. And he finished the interview. I'm not sure what time they recorded it off to Delaware, off to wherever to hide out for another weekend as the country is invaded as uh, as uh, a government shutdown, which I'm all for, is looming problems everywhere, and that guy is in charge. That is more frightening by the day. He is more <sighs> cognitively uh, challenged by the day, and it ain't getting any better. But it was a good day in a morbid kind of way for the Biden administration and for their their uh, cheering section in the mainstream media. Here's how it works when you have a mass shooting. Mass shooting reported, you get to see a cell phone video. We saw it on this. We get to see a dead shooter, which is always good. A dead shooter, by the way, and I'm talking about the shooting in Allen, Texas, mass shooting at the mall. Um, the shooter, Mauricio, uh, what's his name, Mauricio Garcia. I'm just reading the Daily Wire. and They won't, Mauricio Garcia. I believe he's 33, was living with his parents, was a security guard, um, posted on social media, but no one read, liked, <laughs> or viewed any of his posts. He was posting to nobody. Um, but that guy goes to a mall. He's got full tactical gear. He's got an AR-style rifle and starts shooting people. Killed eight, sent, I believe, nine to the hospital. Killed a five-year-old child, a 61-year-old man. Um, we see his dead body laying there on the sidewalk. And I just have to say, there's a name we should know. I mean, I know some people don't want to, uh, don't want to publicize the name of the shooter. I understand daily wire, Ben Shapiro. They never mentioned the shooter's name. I think it's news. I think you should mention it, unfortunately, but, um, we see him laying there. He was taken out by one cop, local cop who was at the mall for some other reason I'm going to assume that cop was not in full tactical gear and didn't have an AR-style rifle. So a cop with his sidearm took him out. I'll say it again. That guy should be invited to the White House. That guy should be honored right now, today, with a Medal of Freedom or Medal of something. That's, that's a real hero, the, the cop in this situation. 
it's it's in a strange way. Yeah, there he is. You can see the the shooter laying dead on the other side of this uh, window. Somebody's like in an office that has a bunch of booze on the table, by the way. He's got a K jeweler shopping bag and he's videotaping the dead shooter. You get to see his brains on the sidewalk. That's good. But one cop with one sidearm took them, this guy out. That guy is an American hero. We should know his name. But immediately you get the shooting and immediately the media is talking about guns and he's got an AR and how did he get the weapon? And we got to do something about guns. And uh, you have people like uh, Roland Martin goes on MSNBC and says the only solution is to destroy the Republican Party and get rid of Greg Abbott. I'm not sure how that's a solution, but uh, we can get to that. The media as a whole has never been, rarely, I shouldn't say never, they were thrilled when like Joe Biden got elected, they were thrilled when Trump got impeached, but boy, they were giddy on Saturday night and yesterday when reports came out that the shooter, Mauricio Garcia, might be a neo-Nazi white supremacist. It was just, it went, it went viral because he has a patch, see if I have this right, a patch on his shirt, so on his whatever, on his vest, that says RWDS, which they translate to mean right-wing death squad. And they say he's got neo-Nazi. I'm I'm just looking at, there's a uh, compilation here from the Texas Tribune. They write, the gunman who opened fire in an outlet mall in Dallas, a Dallas suburb said a killing at least eight was a man in his early thirties who may have had white supremacist or neo-Nazi beliefs. People familiar with the investigation said uh, Sunday. Authorities have not released a motive. I wonder if we're going to get his manifesto. But a patch on his chest said RWDS, an acronym for right-wing death squad. According to people familiar with the investigation, the phrase is popular among right-wing extremists, neo-Nazis, white supremacists. In addition to the weapons found on his body, investigators found another five guns. This is Christmas morning for the media. They get guns, they got an AR-15, AR-style AR weapon, bunch of guns, and they got a patch with four letters on it. Now, they're reporting that he had some posts. I haven't seen them yet. And again, nobody's seen them. There, was, there were posts with no interaction, no likes, no responses, no replies to any of his posts, which they're saying may lead to this whole conclusion that he was a right-wing extremist. But how many white supremacist groups allow Mauricio Garcia into their ranks. Seems like a stretch, but I guess we'll see. The media is hoping, praying. They're gathered right now in D.C. and and New York City and and Los Angeles, where all the mainstream media uh, assembles. They're holding hands, bowing their heads and praying. Please, God, let this be a white supremacist. That's what they hope whenever there's a mass shooting. They hope there's an AR-15, and they hope there's some tie to white supremacy, even if his name is Mauricio Garcia, even if he is clearly not white, as we've seen from his uh, from the photographs. But they're hoping, and maybe they will get lucky, and they will be able to blame it all on white supremacy. The uh, They don't wait too long, do they, when, the, uh, <laughs> when they get any hint that... Um, Here is the Washington Post tweet. They write, the gunman who opened fire uh, had white supremacist and neo-Nazi beliefs, the Washington Post Sunday morning reports. So they're going to run with that, and good luck to them. Um, 
And uh, when they're done with that, they'll say you had an AR-15, and they're the reason that all these shootings are happening. There were there were as many guns or more guns in this country 30 years ago. Not a lot of mass shootings. It's a fairly new phenomenon. All the shooters have mental health problems. Again, I say I almost would like to see this experiment. Get rid of all AR-15s. Take them all away. Melt them down. You think we'll not have any more mall shootings? You think that'll solve the problem? Or do you think he'll use the other five guns he had in his car? I mean, I, I don't understand the logic that if you take away the AR-15, these lunatics, these sickos, these psychos will suddenly go on the straight and narrow. <laughs> it, it ain't going to happen. You can talk about uh, banning a gun, one gun, one kind of gun. That doesn't make Mauricio Garcia or Audrey Hale or, or any of them, you know, you name it, Dylan Roof or, or you know, the Vegas shooter, any of them, they, they don't suddenly change their ways. They, they still going to go in there and shoot their sick, deranged, hateful, evil people. And uh, all you can hope for is a uh, hero like this cop. I was thinking that when I was walking through a mall, which my wife dragged me to on Saturday, crowded mall, the Natick Mall. And I'm thinking, nobody here is armed. The security guards aren't armed. I didn't see any cops. I, I am amazed that a guy like Mauricio Garcia only kills eight. I mean, he prepared for this. I assume he had some training. He was a security guard. He's in Texas. I assume he didn't just pick up a gun and shoot it for the first time. When he started killing people, it's it's remarkable that he went to a crowded mall on a Saturday afternoon and only killed eight. I know that sounds uh, insensitive, but how do you stop him? You just hope that a cop is there? The cops, does his- yeah, the cops' response time was... What was it? Four insane. minutes or something? I mean, just remarkable. Yeah, he was on the other. He was on the other side of the mall for an unrelated uh, incident. An unrelated call. He, the, he called the, back he up. The, he said, "Yeah, he heard the gunshots and then ran towards him." And he said, "Send everybody." And so they're sending cruisers, sending more cops. He didn't wait. That, again, that's the good thing that came out of Vivaldi. Those cowards who are still around. None of them been locked up. Some of them haven't even been fired. Those cowards showed how it's not done. And I think that was an important day in this country. I think cops are going to run toward the gunfire knowing that they would they'd rather take that chance that they might get shot than live like the cowards of Vivaldi for the rest of their lives. And uh, what we have to do is honor people like this. We need his name. We need his story. What a hero. What a, I mean, he obviously knew the scumbag had the tactical gear and heavy, you know, and, and an AR-15 and was willing to shoot anybody, shot a five-year-old kid. And somehow this hero cop took him out. God bless the man. Let's know his name. Let's uh, do the right thing. All right, we got so much more to get to on this Monday. Mondays are tough, man. There's just so much going on. Think of this week on, what a week. Trump's doing a CNN town hall on uh, Wednesday, I believe. Trump is propping up the the failing CNN, helping CNN because he's mad at Fox News. So he's going to give them a big boost in their ratings. Uh, I guess people will watch him say the same thing over and over and over and over again and say, Ron DeSantis wants to take away your Social Security and tell other lies about DeSantis. Uh, Thursday, the border gets overwhelmed. That will be, I think, actually, the media is going to be forced to cover this. It's such a big deal, such a big story that I think CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, I think they're going to have to cover it. But you know what I'm looking for? 
looking forward to as much as anything Wednesday. And maybe I'm getting too excited. But if you didn't see this, uh, James Comer, the head of the House Oversight Committee, congressman from Kentucky, he's, he's a bulldog, right? He's the one who's been uncovering all the latest Biden scandals. He's the one who's talking to whistleblowers who said he has bank records. He's the one that had the bank records showing that there was a million dollars sent from China to the whole Biden family that they were passing around. He's the one who says constantly that the Biden family produced nothing. There was no product here. There was no service. They just sold access to the vice president and then the president for millions, enriching the entire worthless Biden family. Um, He goes on usually on Sunday mornings with Maria Bartiromo, and he brings it, man. I, I love these uh, Democrats who say, you know, I, I, it was like Geraldo Rivera, as usual, tweeting about this. Or everybody on, you know, most of the mainstream uh, channels says, oh, there's no proof. There's no evidence. I, are you kidding? He has bank records. This guy was a banker. He was in banking for 10 years before he went into politics. He knows of what he speaks. He's got all these suspicious banking reports. He's got all these LLCs the Biden set up to hide, to disguise their scheme, he just brings it. He was on for 10 minutes and he just had a message to the DOJ. Do not indict Hunter Biden until Wednesday because he knows, first of all, he knows the, this, the game here. The DOJ was planning to indict Hunter for minor tax problem, you know, misdemeanor tax evasion and that gun thing where he lied on a gun form, said he wasn't on drugs. Because they know two things, that, that that's he'll get a slap on the wrist, maybe avoid jail time, pay a fine, whatever. And that protects Joe Biden, which is what the DOJ's job, DOJ's job is. FBI and DOJ are there to serve Biden. They did that same thing when Biden was not even president. When Trump was president, they worked hard to undermine the president, their boss, and help the challenger. And they succeeded. I mean, they succeeded in burying the laptop and, and many other things. Any, any, they, they were there to help Biden, and they did. Anyway, he says, do not indict him because we got big news coming Wednesday. Now, you can't say this and not, and not bring it. He has to bring it on Wednesday. He, he set the stage for real news, real, real bombshell which will implicate the president of the United States. Keep in mind, there are two whistleblowers. One who said uh, the the IRS, the whole investigation into Hunter is rigged by Merrick Garland. And one who says Joe Biden took bribes from a foreign country to change policy while he was the sitting vice president. A whistleblower, which used to be, those used to be heroes to the media. Now they're ignored. They're, they're bad guys. But listen to Comer set the stage for whatever he's got coming Wednesday. Watch. My message to the Department of Justice is very loud and clear. Do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday when you have the opportunity to see the evidence that the House Oversight Committee will produce with respect to the web of LLCs, with respect to the number of adversarial countries that this family influence peddled in. This is not just about the president's son. This is about the entire Biden family, including the president of the United States. So we believe there are a whole lot of accounts that the IRS and the DOJ don't know about because we don't believe they've done a whole lot of digging in this. And we have, 
Uh, we've spent the past hundred days pouring over bank documents. I've used subpoena power to get these bank documents. We've been meeting with uh, former associates of the Bidens in their different influence peddling schemes. We've been meeting with whistleblowers. We know exactly uh, what this family was doing. And by all accounts from the, the media reports that we're getting, what they're looking at charging Hunter Biden on is a, is a slap on the wrist. It's a drop in the bucket. So Wednesday will be a very big day uh, for the American people in getting the facts presented to them so that they can know the truth. And then the Department of Justice can finally do what they should have done years ago. What? Ooh, Ooh go ahead, play it. She says what? Then what well, does he say? Obviously, the president's sons committed many crimes, many crimes. I mean, you're, you're looking at potential money laundering. Jonathan Turley comes on Fox all the time and talks about uh, he was essentially a foreign agent for countries like China. Uh, he's an unregistered foreign agent. You know, those are serious crimes. You've got the possible racketeering. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And again, Maria, it's not just the president's son. And we don't believe these countries were paying the Biden family for nothing. We believe yeah. they were getting a return on their investment. And the return on the investment would have been policy decisions for then Vice President Joe Biden and current President Joe Biden. Wow. The media has a tough job this week. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, maybe they'll... It's, Maybe we'll just keep talking about the royal family and how cute the kids are. Uh, what are the, I don't even know the kids are. Cute Prince William's kids. Are, uh, but they're going to have a tough job this week. The border's overrun. Uh, the, they're laying out the case uh, against the Biden crime family on Wednesday. It's going to be, uh, and the government might shut down. Tough week for the media to help their guy, their failing president, who, by the way, yeah, we should do this before we get on to uh, the Range Rover and the announcer who accidentally said a bad word and is now out of a job. Uh, get that uh, sound from George Stephanopoulos. This is yesterday on, I believe, on uh, whatever Stephanopoulos' show is, uh, Sunday morning, good morning, I don't know. Uh, but obviously, uh, Stephanopoulos is a Democrat operative um, with a press pass, pretends to be a journalist. This could be the worst news for Joe Biden. Obviously, there's lots on his plate right now, most of which he probably doesn't even know. But uh, he has, if you haven't been paying attention, the lowest approval rating in history since they've been keeping track of this. There's never been a president this far underwater. He's, he's now, his approval rating is now 36%. And I'm just going to guess, when the country watches 700,000 illegal aliens come over the border on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. It ain't going up. <laughs> this, he's, he, you know what? He's, he's sacrificing a lot for the crazy radical extremists in his party. He's just given up his, his reputation to uh, facilitate this invasion. But do we have stuff? This, this is Stephanopoulos reporting this. Actually giving you the numbers on what a disaster it is right now for Joe Biden. Let's watch. 
This poll is just brutal for President Biden. Absolutely, George. And we, you talked earlier about that record low approval rating for President Biden. It's actually six points down just since February. And the skepticism over his leadership extends deep inside his own party. Only 36 percent of Democrats think that their party should nominate Joe Biden for a second term. Fifty eight percent say they would uh, support someone else or prefer someone else. That's despite the fact that the entire DNC and most of the Democratic establishment has rallied behind President Biden. And you're seeing real weaknesses in the coalition that powered Joe Biden to the presidency back in, in 2020. Biden carried independence by 13 points against Donald Trump. He is now trailing Trump by nine points among those same voters. He carried black voters by 75 points in 2020. Now he is up just 35. That may sound like a lot, but the fact of the matter is, in, in modern politics, that is not the kind of number that a Democrat needs to be victorious. That is incredible. And again, you're not going to hear it too many. That's Stephanopoulos saying that he went from 75% approval among uh, uh, African-Americans to 35%. And and he's done it pretty quickly. Uh, And I'm not sure how it gets better. I mean, I know, you know what? Those numbers are worse with DeSantis. And I don't care what anybody said. Again, Trump's probably going to be the nominee. DeSantis would have a better shot at beating Biden, a much better shot, especially because he's young and he's, and he's, lucid and he's smart as hell uh DeSantis versus Biden in a debate would just be comical but not a good week so far it's just getting started for Joe Biden all right we gotta get to that uh, the Range Rover the murderous Range Rover Tucker's latest and uh, NBA we gotta get to the NBA because it was a great entertaining day yesterday in the NBA and uh the uh, two-time MVP Nikolai Jokic is a little bit of trouble, I, I guess, I, I, for shoving a fan, just a little annoying little gnat who tried to take the ball from him, turned out to be the owner of the Phoenix Suns, who are a pretty damn entertaining team too. But uh, I will tell you why it's ridiculous. He did nothing wrong. Didn't even deserve a technical foul. We'll get to all that and more. But first, some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book. It's called The Final Battle. Already a number one Amazon bestseller, The Final Battle reveals a secret war led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America as we know it. Horowitz says they're in our schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of the secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores or check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800 Newsmax. That's 800 Newsmax or go online to finalbattle611.com. That is finalbattle611.com to get your free copy today. All right, we got to move iron head. There's so much to get to here. The uh, Range Rover, uh, deadly, the murderous Range Rover. I guess, uh, I guess another white supremacist, huh? A shirtless, tattooed, known gang member. I don't believe they've released his name yet, but you can see him as he gets arrested sitting on the street. We don't know his motive. That's a big question. I'd like to know. But the videos were out there. If you if you squeamish, you probably don't want to see him. But there's a there's a shot from a distance. Definitely not. It's just incredible. He just drives up on the sidewalk. There's a line of people, a group of people waiting for a bus. I guess uh, they were all Hispanic, and he wiped them out, killed eight. 
and then uh, they got him and uh, arrested him. And he uh, wasn't speaking English, wasn't wearing a shirt. They took him in. We don't know why he's doing why. He, we don't know. We don't know yet. We'll find out. And uh, I think it's going to be a tough one for the media to tell us this guy's a white supremacist. Uh, but we don't know why a gang member, an Hispanic gang member with uh, no shirt and tattoos would want to wipe out a bunch of innocent people sitting at a bus stop. But it's brutal. If you don't want to see the the carnage, don't click. Don't click. Uh, uh, Musk was in a little trouble because uh, some of these videos were posted on Twitter and not taken down immediately. Uh, I'm okay with that. You don't have to look at them. Uh, I'm not sure. I was I was stunned there wasn't even a warning on them though. But I don't think they were up for that long, were they? I don't know. It's just it's you know it's hey, you know don't look, avert your eyes if you don't want to see it. But that's uh, you know that's reality, man. That's 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 what happened. Here's <laughs> a here's a uh, I have a uh, edited video of the accident that blurs everything so you get an idea of what this guy was doing without seeing the gross okay let's let's take a look you get to see all right go ahead it, it blurs out the uh, range rover so we'll be a little okay but he's flying does he does it go flipped on its side right there the car yeah so he hits that guy got hit that's running away too and uh so it hits the curb and then starts turning, and I think it it might have rolled or hit something, but then he took off and eventually was arrested. But yeah, and and uh, a, a, again, a known gang member driving a hundred thousand dollar Range Rover. We need to know more. As as somebody pointed out on Twitter, there's only two ways a guy like that can get that uh, have that kind of money, and those is you know he's either in the uh, Drug business, which is most likely, or he's some kind of government you know, informant, which is unlikely. Um, but uh, I'm going to guess he's in the import-export business, and his product is—he's uh, an importer-exporter. Oh, throw that throw that list up too, because the, I, the I'm fascinated by these lists. As Joe Biden and his party, his people, his spokesperson continues to lie. This is a few days after Kareem John Pierre said Joe Biden has brought down illegal immigration by 90%. That would be a bold-faced lie, even by her standards, a professional liar. And the amazing thing is the media didn't laugh at her, didn't other than Ducey, didn't even challenge her. I mean, she just flat out lies. And everyone says, okay, jots it down, and oh, immigration's down 90%. This is Chief Raul Ortiz, who knows his his boss, essentially, Joe Biden is lying, knows Mayorkas is another lying scumbag. We can review. This is last week. Two agents assaulted, 54,000 apprehensions, 18,698 gotaways, um, 100 pounds of cocaine, 1,000 pounds of marijuana, 2,700 pounds of meth, 138 pounds of fentanyl. That's enough to kill the whole world, as we know. 16 firearms, six ga- uh, sex offenders, seven gang members that they caught at the border. Of course, when you have 18,000 gotaways, I'm going to guess there's a lot of gang members and sex offenders who got away. But that's one week. This is, uh, yes, right. This is uh, Bill Malusia was reporting that this morning. Almost 19,000 gotaways. That's a small, that's an average-sized town in one week. 
and our and then that, that lion, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre said, "No, he's doing great. The border's secure, down ninety percent. Man, that is the ultimate in gaslighting." But all right, let's get to uh, this announcer. Now, this is a delicate subject. I, I understand people are get get uh, pretty worked up about this. We talked about barstool uh, podcaster and blogger Mince. What's Mince's first name again? Mincy? Ben, ben Mince, ben a.k.a. Mincy. Who sang a rap song um, on his show, a live show, and it included the N-word, like lots of rap songs, and uh, he was fired by Barstool. And Dave Portnoy went on a long explanation saying it wasn't his call. It was a big pen, pen the big, the, uh, you know, the company that bought them, that controls them. A lot of people were disappointed that they didn't stand up for the guy who was just singing a rap song. This is a little different. A baseball announcer named Glenn Kuyper was talking about um, going to the Negro League Museum. I believe that's in Kansas City, if I have that right. Um, and uh, having a great day. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Are we going to play it? I mean, it's it's hard to explain. He misspeaks. He's he misspeaks. He says the wrong word when he's trying to say uh, Negro League, and his life is over. His career is over, and uh, it's just so bizarre. Nobody thinks he did this on purpose. I mean. Why would he? I mean, he's he's a baseball announcer. He's, he likes his job. He's he likes his reputation. He's doing okay. He's talking about how much he enjoyed the museum, and I guess he he just stumbled across the word. Um, wh- and what happens next? He gets suspended indefinitely. I will not be surprised if he's fired by by the end of today for this. But uh, you know, we should play it. He just said he just misspoke. He stumbled. It was. It was inadvertent. It was accidental. Nobody thinks he meant to say this word, and yet it is amazing. It's a, many- it's a news story. God's at news, Max. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's you know, why not? He, he didn't he didn't mean to say this word. And by the way, I'm I'm watching you know guys comedians. I'm, uh, I, I watched Chris Rock special and Dave Chappelle, and they they use the word constantly just over and over and over again it's such a bizarre dynamic we have in this country where one guy could say it as much as he wants anytime all day see another guy says it his life must be destroyed that's one i i I don't even (laughs) i i wouldn't argue i mean like i don't care that's one they can have in my opinion (laughs) well that's fine i mean i understand that they could say it and we can't but when you guy says it accidentally or a guy actually sings a song so you can play the song, but you can't sing along. It's like that quarterback that was going to the university of Florida and he was singing a rap song in his car right. and they revoked the scholarship and he couldn't go anywhere else and no one would touch him because he actually sang a popular song. It's just such a strange thing. I don't really get the explanation that you can, uh, that, that you can say, okay, Let's check his, you know, pigmentation. Okay, he's he's the wrong color. He can't say it. If he says it, we'll destroy his life and his career. Another guy says it. It's just 
It's like saying any other word. It's completely acceptable to say over and over again, anytime, any place. This guy, he must be destroyed. Uh, but go ahead, play it. What the hell? We had a phenomenal day today. <laughs> League Museum and Arthur Bryant's barbecue. <laughs> and and obviously he didn't mean it. If he did, fine. I mean, <laughs> that's it. He's over. But I, I tweet about this, and it amazes me how many people every time. This is just my Twitter reaction. And how many people say, there's a guy, I'm just looking at my Twitter feed right now. Mikey face writes, that was no slip. It came out like it's the natural part of his lexicon. So it's natural part. And the next guy, have you watched it? That was no slip. Um, I mean, more people were defending firing him or suspending him indefinitely. He hasn't been fired yet. Uh, um, I mean, let's another guy asked a good question. Are they banning rap music in the locker room in the stadium? I mean, shouldn't you? Oh, I guess you check and you say, wait, who said that? Oh, wait, what color is he? How, is he black? Okay. Is he Hispanic? I don't know. Is he white? Okay. Fire him. Ruin him. Um, here's you. If you actually watch the tape, you know what he did. I do. What, what do you mean by that? It is kind of funny looking though, because he gives like the uh, the thumbs up, like here's what we did. Just yeah, we had a great time. Frank (laughs) Frank tweets at me. You don't stumble over that word. He probably uses it freely, and it slipped out as an oops. That's what him and his buddies call the league. You think? I I don't know. I just think he misspoke and said the word that it could be. I I thought the weirder thing was that he didn't even acknowledge that he said it in the moment. I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Crazy Joe tweets at me. That word doesn't accidentally come out of your mouth, you idiot. <laughs> so you think he meant to say it. So if he meant to say it, then he knows it was going to be a big firestorm and he'd lose his job. But we haven't seen the, uh, the, the, he hasn't been fired yet. He will be fired. There's uh, in my, I predict he will be fired, which is, it's like the guy who said it was a different slur, a weatherman who was doing the weather and he came out and he said a different slur, and they fired him. And Al Roker came to his defense, and they ended up bringing him back. But it was clearly, everybody agreed, just to misspeak, just an accident. It inadvertently said, sounds came out of his mouth, and they decided those sounds were unacceptable and fired him. Right. Just so weird. Anyway, let's move. Let's do Shay, and then we're going to get to the NBA. And uh, oh, I'm excited. And Tucker. Tucker hanging with Tucker to Elon Musk. Man, that will be wild if that actually happens. But first, I quickly will do a, we'll do a Tucker. Uh, this is from the Daily Wire uh, this morning. They said, Tucker Carlson has had conversations with Twitter CEO Elon Musk about working together. The news was contained in an Axios report about Carlson getting closer, getting closer to allowing his top allies to start going after Fox News for keeping him locked in his contract, which pays him $20 million a year until January 2025. Now, some people you'd say, just kick back, go fishing. You can make $20 million a year for the next uh, two years to do nothing, but I don't think Tucker's built that way. Uh, Tucker's lawyer, Brian Friedman, 
said in a statement, the idea that anyone's going to silence Tucker and prevent him from speaking to his audience is beyond preposterous. He's going to get out of that deal and he's going to take a job. And the story says that platforms like Newsmax and Rumble have offered to give Carlson more money than he was making at Fox News. So that's good to hear. Newsmax is ponying up. They're at the table. But what could Musk do? First of all, he could pay him anything he wants. I mean, 20 million, he could pay him. He could pay him 200 million a year. He could, and it, he, he could pay him. And if you turn, if say, say his show's at eight o'clock every night, like it always was, you turn on Twitter and the show is just at the top of your feed. It and, just would change the game, man. Everyone would be, not everyone, but, and he gets, he got three, three and a half million a night at Fox. How many, isn't there like, I forget the number. Look it up. How many people are on Twitter? Hundreds and hundreds of millions. There would be not as many as Facebook, but I believe they're the numbers in the hundreds of millions. You telling me you wouldn't get more than three million a night just getting on Twitter, sitting on your phone, watching Tucker, commercial free, say whatever the hell he wants. Uh, that would be wild. I can't imagine what it's like right now for Tucker to go through all these offers. It must be just so for the last three years, there has been three hundred and twelve point seven monthly active Twitter users globally. 312, that's not many, Joe Biden. 312 million, you mean? That's what I said, didn't I? <laughs> Is that what you said? Oh, I thought I said So that. 300 million. So if he got 1% of people on Twitter to watch him, he'd have the same numbers he had at Fox. And, and he would just get a whole new, people would be going to Twitter who wouldn't normally be on Twitter. Musk must be like, what the hell? Just take the change out of, you know, between his couch cushions and give it a tucker and say do whatever you want for as long as you want say whatever you want if musk was smart he at seven let don lemon do a show and have that lead, lead into tucker that would actually be awesome and i would watch that every night you could i mean you, you're right you could build a whole lineup of people and uh help bring back bill o'reilly yeah i know he's got a podcast or whatever but only have, only if newsmax doesn't work out though how about this one? Keith Oldman leading into Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd be in. I would be in. But I'm open for Newsmax. We're hoping uh, Tucker just wants to go to a different network and do exactly what he did at Fox with no restraints. You get to say whatever you want about Ukraine, about immigration, about people in Washington. Go nuts, Tucker. It's all, you feel free. You know, you can even swear if you want. <laughs> that would be great. Mm. Just put them on whatever. I don't know. Eight, nine o'clock. Just throw them on there and let them do its thing. We'll see. Hopefully it's happening soon because we need him. All right, let's get to this day. I'm telling you, I haven't been watching faithfully watching the NBA. I'm one of those people that after all the BLM stuff, I just changed my habits and didn't watch as uh, regularly or as passionately as I used to get sick of all the woke stuff and all the black lives matter and all that. But Hey, I tune in. I love playoffs. I love big games, pressure games. Celtics are up. We're up to one. They lost yesterday. I will tell you right now, they will not lose this series. I'm not being a homer, but I watched Celtics are a much better team. Uh, obviously the Sixers have two stars in uh, Embiid, the MVP and James Harden. But here's the difference. I'll, I'll, before we get to Jokic, I will explain to you why the Celtics will win this series. They will win game five, maybe six. Maybe they'll finish in six, but they'll win the series. Here, here are my reasons. One, Jason Tatum plays defense. James Harden does not. Both superstars. They both can score. Harden's an unbelievable shooter. 
dribbler, penetrator, ball handler. He's so in control. He's so patient. He's always squared up to the hoop. Just great form, but he doesn't play D. You watch. He doesn't help. He doesn't hit the boards. Secondly. And he takes games uh, off. Yeah, he does. He takes games off as he did in games two and three. Yes. um, When he was terrible. And he doesn't make up for it by playing D and hitting the boards. Anyway, Joel Joel Embiid does not have help protecting the rim. Uh, Al Horford does, including uh, Robert Williams, one of the best rim protectors in the game. Embiid is a star. He's great. But if they can drag him away from the hoop, like with Horford's hitting threes, there's no one in there to protect the rim. There's no one. That's why Tatum tries to go to the rim every play, because he knows they don't have anyone there who can stop him. That is big. That, that to me, is the biggest difference. And the Celtics just have guys who can hit threes, like Malcolm Brogdon, Al Marcus Smart. But NBA today, and I watched the, the Phoenix-Denver game too, more, the team that has more guys who can hit threes, because you end up rotating the ball and just looking for the open guy, and there's got to be you know one of three or four who are going to be set up at the line, at the three-point line. If you hit threes, you win. The more threes you hit, the more guys who can hit threes, the better you are. So, and, and by the way, Doc Rivers went off on the officials after the game. He's going to have to pay a big fine, but he's right. That was a push off. Jason Tatum pushed off. They were calling that kind of foul all game. They just stopped that moment. Uh, Doc was right, even though I like Joe Missoula. I'm defending him. He shouldn't have called a timeout. I mean, if they score, everyone calls him a genius. It's just not his philosophy. He doesn't want to call. No. Timeouts, you call but, timeout there, it also gives them a time to reset their defense and everything. He's trying to catch yeah. them. And right. He probably great. thinks they're dragging Embiid. I mean, he just, it's, it's, they're asking a lot of Embiid on both ends of the floor. He's got to be worn down by that point. And they just wanted to catch him. And by the way, if Smart gets the shot off a tenth of a second earlier, they win. But they will win the next game. And prob- I'll say it again. They'll win the game series in six. But that wasn't the big story in the NBA. The big story was... Uh, Jokic, who's an amazing player, just he had 53, I believe, one of the best games from a center in NBA playoff history. I believe the uh, uh, second highest scoring game for an NBA center. And he just great passer, just smart player, great pick setter, shooter, scorer, everything. Just just can do it all. Um he goes in the crowd to get the ball because he wants to keep things flowing. He wants to move. He wants to get you know get the ball in bounds and keep going. Uh, this, if you're looking at the screen, this little weasel on the left in the green holds onto the ball when uh, Jokic wants it. So Jokic grabs it away. The ball kind of goes flying. He gives him a little nudge, little nudge, and uh, this is the big. Watch this flop. I mean, Marcus Smart's the best flopper in the NBA right now. This is Marcus Smart level flopping from the owner Ishbia, um, right there. That is Marcus Smart level flopping. There's no way he really went down. Uh, Jokic got a technical foul for that. Uh, he shouldn't have. He did nothing wrong. He's just trying to get the ball. That's he has every right to get the ball. The owner put his hands on him and he shoved him he, off. That's true, right? Even if he did shove him, so what? So what? I, I think. Um, if you take the owner thing out of it, right there, which is what, which is what the uh, uh, Denver coach did, he said, "Who cares if it's the owner? He, he, you know, Jokic doesn't know that. 
And so what if he did? What does that have to do with it? He wants the ball. He put his hands on the player. The player responded with a little nudge, and then the owner flopped. And they're talking like, you know, the, the Barkley, Ernie Johnson show. They're talking about, you know, will he be fine, suspended? He can't be. He shouldn't be. I mean, he that's ridiculous. He, he did nothing wrong. The idea that that's somehow Jokic's fault. I'm telling you, I watched this game. I didn't. I can't imagine watching a Denver, you know, uh, Phoenix game. But you know, I was flipping around. It was good. Devin Booker was incredible. The whole series has been awesome. I'm, right. I'm in, man. I'm in. This is good. This adds to it. I'm in. I'm going to watch this. I'm going <laughs> to stay up late and watch this series. The NBA has got some good series going on right now. They got Curry versus LeBron. They got Celtics Sixers, which is nasty. I don't think the Sixers win another game, but we shall see. That, uh, you know, you know who did know who that was that he shoved it was Aaron Gordon. Watch how fast he comes in off screen to get him out of there. He just comes flying. Did you uh, bet on this game, Ironhead? I did. I won last night. Five bucks. What'd you bet? Uh, I was thirty bucks. I got back like four hundred. Wow! You yeah. bet on what A little parlay? Yeah, uh, uh, it was um, uh, Harden assists and Embiid points, and then it was um, <laughs> on this game. It was uh, Durant and Booker to each get thirty points, and Jokic to get eight assists. And you won how much? Four hundred. Yeah. Wow, good for you. Good for you. So you were busy gambling. You didn't show up at the five uh, k. <laughs> it was my the, wife's uh, birthday. <laughs> a Ritz array. Step up for Colleen. A great five yeah. k in Andover, Massachusetts yesterday. Weather was perfect. Huge turnout. Almost four thousand people, all dressed in pink. Uh, I finished eighth <clears throat> in my <clears throat> age group, <sighs> but uh, it was fun. Amazing job. Raises a lot of money for. Uh, scholarships for kids who want to be teachers. Colleen Ritzer was a teacher who was murdered in the classroom or in the school uh, 10 years ago. And man, do they honor her memory with a great event every year. Everyone who put this on should be proud. And, uh, and uh, I, uh, I did okay. I did okay. But I'll get your pink shirt anyway. I think we might have a few left over. I'll get your pink. You'll look good in pink. If I put it on, I look like I'm topless. <laughs> It would have been great. You should take your kids. A lot of people, you know, p- kids in strollers, kids walking, a lot of walkers. Just a great event. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do it again next year. But that will do it for today. A very busy Monday, a very busy week. We will be here for it. We'll be here for the evasion on the southern border. We'll be here for the government shutdown. We'll be here for Trump with CNN, his new buddies, on Wednesday, on Thursday. Uh, the invasion begins. Title 42 goes away. And we'll be here for Rep Comey and Grassley in their big press conference Wednesday. So much to do. Uh, just hang out with us. We'll we'll be all over it. But thanks for everyone to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.
Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.